And this is Sir Munition Sunday number 80, Meditations Intended to Equip the Church Militant for Spiritual Warfare. And I am the warrior priest, Donovan Riley. This is the word of the Lord that came to me, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Amen. Today we gather to commemorate Palm Sunday, the day when Jesus Christ, Israel's long-awaited beggar king, entered Jerusalem to fulfill the ancient prophecies. The people of Jerusalem welcomed him with shouts of Hosanna, but they did not know that this same king would soon be put to death on the cross for the salvation of the world. And as we reflect on this event, we also mourn the loss of our brothers and sisters in Christ who were recently martyred in the Nashville school shooting. Evelyn Dekaus, William Kinney, Haley Scruggs, Mike Hill, Catherine Kuntz, and Cynthia Peake. It is a tragic reminder that sin and death and the devil still threaten us even in our present age. Now Christ, Christ's kingship, his power, his, his authority, is unlike any other. Christ does not come as a great king, but as a beggar who rides on a borrowed donkey. This humbleness, this humility, is what makes Christ's kingship so powerful. He did not come to lord over us, but to serve us and to save us from our sin. Similarly, our brothers and sisters who were killed in the Nashville school shooting were not great kings or queens, but humble Christians who were simply going about their daily lives. And Audrey Hale, the perpetrator of this evil act, thought that she could snuff out their faith, but she was wrong. In the book of Revelation, we read about a great multitude standing before the throne of God, clothed in white robes and holding palm branches. These are the martyrs who have come out of the great tribulation, and they sing praises to God, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This is the same hope that our brothers and sisters who were martyred in Nashville now share. They were not snuffed out along with their faith, but instead they have entered into eternal life with Christ. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says, Truly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. This is the paradox of the Christian life, this dichotomy, this seeming contradiction, that we must die to ourselves in order to truly live in Christ. And our brothers and sisters who were martyred in Nashville understood this, and their deaths have borne much fruit in the form of our renewed faith and our hope in Christ and the power of the resurrection to eternal life. But this makes little sense unless we first recognize and appreciate that Jesus' triumphal entry, his victorious entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, was paradoxical. It was a dichotomous moment in his ministry. He entered the city as the long-awaited Messiah, the beggar king riding on a donkey. 
But the beggar king is not a contradiction. He is a divine revelation, preached about by the prophets. A divine revelation of God's glory hidden in humility. And so, this was not the triumphant entry that people expected, but it was the entry that they needed. Jesus was not there to overthrow the Roman government or to establish an earthly kingdom, but to bring salvation to all who would believe in him. Similarly, the Nashville school shooting was a paradoxical moment for the Christian church. Audrey Hale, a self-proclaimed atheist, targeted and murdered, martyred six Christians at her former school because unlike her, they refused to deny their humanity and their faith. And so, in the face of such tragedy, it can be difficult to find comfort and hope, but the only hope of Christianity is in the face of death and evil. The martyrs of Nashville remind us that our faith is not a safe thing, but a risky thing. It is a faith that risks everything, even life itself. But it is in this risk that we find true life and true hope. Now, as Christians, we are called to follow in the footsteps of our Christ and the martyrs who have gone before us. We are called to take up our own crosses and follow him, even in the face of tribulation, even in the face of persecution, because the cross of Christ is the only way of life. And it is the only way towards true, eternal life. The cross is the place where all of our human pride, all of our human power, all of our self-reliance are destroyed. And it is only when we lay down our own desires and our ambitions that we can truly find the life that Christ offers. But the reality is, The reality is that laying down our own desires and our ambitions is not easy, and often it is impossible. And so it can be painful and it can be scary, especially when we face the attacks of sin, when when death attacks us and the devil invades our lives. And just like the martyrs of Nashville, we may find ourselves facing the threat of physical harm or persecution or even death for our faith in Christ. However, even in the face of such attacks, we can take comfort in the fact that we are not alone. Christ himself has walked this path before us, and he has promised to be with us every step of the way. God has bound himself to us in our humanity. He has taken on all of our sin, all of our brokenness, all of our weakness, and in doing so, he has redeemed us all. So this redemption is what we celebrate on Palm Sunday as we remember Jesus' triumphal, victorious entry into Jerusalem. Jesus, the long-awaited Messiah, entered the city as a beggar king, riding on a borrowed donkey, and yet he was greeted with shouts of Hosanna, and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The people saw in Jesus the fulfillment of all their hopes and all their dreams, the one who would bring salvation to Israel and restore the kingdom to its former glory. 
But to repeat one last time, Jesus' triumph, his victory, was not what the people expected. He did not come to overthrow the Roman oppressors or establish an earthly kingdom. Instead, he came to lay down his life as a sacrifice for the sin of the world. And so Jesus' kingship, his power, his authority, is hidden under the cloak of beggary. And his victorious entry is the prelude to his crucifixion. He does not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So we follow in the footsteps of the martyrs of Nashville and the example of Christ himself laying down our own desires and our ambitions and taking up our cross to follow him. And we are not afraid to risk everything for the sake of the gospel because we know that in doing so, we will find true life and true hope because the gospel is not a philosophy. The gospel is not a set of rules that must be obeyed. The gospel is a person. It is the person of Jesus who is our Christ, who has come to us and taken on our humanity, and in doing so has given us the gift of his own righteousness, forgiveness of sins, new life, and eternal salvation. And yet even though we have this gift of righteousness, we still live in a fallen world where sin and death and the devil continue to attack and kill us. We only need to look at the recent Nashville school shooting where six Christians were murdered and martyred by Audrey Hale to see the reality of this fallen world. It is in times like these that we may question where God is and why he allows such evil to happen. But we must remember that God is not absent in the midst of our suffering. God is the one who works all things for the good of those who love him, even when things seem to be going wrong. And we may be upset about why certain things happen, but we can trust that God is with us and working for our good in ways that we cannot yet comprehend. And so as we enter into Holy Week and prepare to celebrate Christ's resurrection, let us hold fast to the hope that we have in Him. Christ is the one who has overcome sin, and Christ is the one who has overcome death, and Christ is the one who has defeated the devil. And he has done this for you. So you can take comfort in knowing that even in the midst of your suffering, you are secure in Christ and have the promise of eternal life with him. And so take comfort in the words of Christ. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world for you. This is the word of the Lord that came to me so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Amen.